current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. While nations are outright ignoring Temple Mount facts regarding the Jews, there's mounting pressure by the U.S. officials to prevent Jews from building homes in their own land. The push for a one-world government has landed at the World Health Organization, whose members want a global pandemic treaty, plus lots of treats when it comes to COVID facts and fiction. That's just some of what we'll discuss as we review the signs of the times, our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday, December 3rd, 2021. Thanks for joining us on episode 193. I'm your host, Greg Hilt. Whether you're listening live or later on our audio or video podcast, we do appreciate you taking an hour out of your holiday season to join us. If you're new to the program, you can learn more about us when you visit thewaymedia.net. Then just click on Signs of the Times, which, by the way, is the only place you can read the articles we discuss. And speaking of the articles, here to help us make sense of what we're seeing in the news is a guy who's so cool, even ice cubes are jealous. I'm now getting intros here. What is it? It's Pastor Mark. (laughs) Well, it's your show. Of course you're going to get an introduction. Right, but ice cubes were on a slippery slope here. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Anyway, it's not it's, chilly in here. That's right. No, it's not. We're going to go too far with that. But no, that, I, I'm excited about today, Greg. We have so much to talk about and hopefully can sort all this stuff out in some logical, simple manner for our, our listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, um, we've been off what since um, we, missed, we missed last week. We missed last week. But we were on the week before that. We were on the week before that. Yeah, it's only one week. Off. Yep. So we don't have any listener questions, but right. I do want to remind our listeners, and especially if you're new, or especially if you're a longtime listener and maybe you end up corresponding with us personally, if you do have a prophecy question, we just ask that you go to thewaymedia.net, click on Signs of the Times. You can do it right on the app as well. And send us your prophecy question through the app. There's logistical and technical show prep reasons why we need the question to come through that way and not to our personal emails, uh, because then we've got lots of problems and issues trying to get it on the air, believe it or not. So anyway, just remember that at thewaymedia.net, click on Signs of the Times. We always love getting your prophecy questions, because people have a lot of questions, but fortunately, the Bible has all the answers amen. for us. Amen, amen. All right, well, let's get into articles uh, this week, Pastor Mark. The first one is here in Israel, and this is from the Jerusalem Post, uh, 129 nations ignore Jewish ties to the Temple Mount, calling it solely Muslim. Yeah, amazing and unbelievable to me, Greg. You know, again, we look at from the signs of the times perspective. Let me lay out a verse and then kind of talk about this for a moment. Zechariah 12 says that Israel will become a stumbling block for the entire world in the last days. And truly, that is the case. But, you know, this is really part of a situation here where you've got so much evidence. You know, again, uh, many of our listeners have been to Israel. I know you've been, Greg. I've yep. been. Um, there is so much evidence for the Jews in Israel for thousands of years. There is so much evidence for the temples on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. There's so, I mean, it's overwhelming. You literally have to just look at it and lie straight up and just say, I'm going to just lie. I'm going to ignore what my eyes see. I'm going to ignore the truth. And when I read these kind of articles here, where I see this, and I've only got you, I'll read just a small amount of it. The United Nations General Assembly, again, these are the United Nations, okay, around the world, approved a resolution, note these numbers, 129 to 11 on Wednesday, that disavowed Jewish ties to the Temple Mount and called it solely by its Muslim name, Al-Haram Al-Sharif. The text referred to it as the Jerusalem Resolution, is a part of a push by the Palestinian Authority and the Arab states across the U.N. system to rebrand Judaism's most holy site as an exclusively Islamic one. Now, that is so ridiculous. Where do you begin? But this is what it says. The Bible says in the last days. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming. 
It's I can't think of an example. It's like saying the the Statue of Liberty does not exist and it never has. And we go to New York and we all can see it. There it is. Well, I don't care what you're seeing. Listen to me. It doesn't exist and it never has. And everybody kind of looks at each other, kind of looking back and forth, removing their eyes, going, uh, that's what I think when I see these kind of articles. They know they're lying. The world knows they're lying. But, Greg, it's, it's the spirit of Satan is a liar and the father of lies. And what I've seen happening as our world turns more anti-God, lies have always been there. But the lies now are bold and they're blatant. And they're like in your face, and they're spoken so confidently that you yes. might think, yeah. well, maybe I'm not looking at the Statue of Liberty. Maybe I'm imagining that's the Statue of Liberty. And then you stop and go, no, that's the Statue of No, but maybe everyone else seems to be convinced. And this first article, Greg, goes right in line with what we're going to be talking about a lot today as well, and that is we have a mindset in the world today of just go along with the crowd. There's no critical thinking. There's no logical reasoning. And the world does this, and 129 nations out of 11? You can't tell me that of all those nations, many of those leaders have not been to Israel. They've not seen the Temple Mount. They've not seen the evidence for the Temple Mount. They've not read the historical documents. They've not seen the things, that, the relics that have been uncovered. I mean, I could go on forever. The point is, this is a part of the last days. Israel will become a stumbling block for all people. Uh, a denial of direct truth, not just of what's happening in Israel, but direct truth of God and around the world is going to increase. We see it right now in many other issues that we'll get to today. But when I read these kind of things, it really shows, I mean, the world should all just look at them and, and just condemn this. I mean, really what they should have said, it should be 130 or 40 something to nothing and say, look, we're not going to say that Israel can just have it all, but let's all be honest and say they've kind of always been there. So let's all, but instead, yeah. no. Only 11 nations either abstained or said, yeah, they've got some back, some history there. It's shocking. What was the U.S. Uh, vote on that? Well, U.S. was against, you know, against it. They said, okay. no, obviously Which, they've I'm been just, there. you got to ask nowadays. Well, that's a great question because last week we saw that they abstained for the yes. first time on, on a very obvious um, uh, ally vote for Israel. So we are definitely not a friend of Israel any longer. Yeah. The only reason we're standing with Israel right now, Greg, is um, I think political, number one, uh, for those who still want to try to get votes. And number two, there's still enough um, just evidence that's open out there for Americans to see. A lot of places have 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 blocked, you know, the ability to find out evidence. You know, China being the extreme, they block their internet. They don't let you see what you want to see. Right. There's still enough freedom in America where, even if you've never been to the Middle East, it doesn't take but a click or two to not just read about it and say, well, they just wrote that. No, you can go see the relics from the Temple Mount. You can see, uh, when we were there, you see teeth the and bones left yes. over from the animals yeah. that were sacrificed up yeah. there. I mean, you see, the, the it's it's absurd to say otherwise. And the architecture shows it. it. It makes Jesus a liar. I mean, all of it is so absurd. But again, um, you know, it's, this is what's going to happen more and more. And the crazy thing is, people. some people really believe this. And they they really, you know, again, just diluted, which, again, we'll get to more with other articles. When it comes to Islamic holy sites, Pastor Mark, I don't rem- know if you know the first two. I'm trying to remember the names as I'm thinking about this. But I do remember that the Temple Mount is, I think, according to Islam, maybe their third. It's third. Yeah, their it's third. Their third most, most holiest site. Right, right. Um, but yet they act as if. It's their most holiest site. Well, and but again, it's not. You know, something to bring up too, Greg. Jerusalem is not mentioned one time in the Quran. Their holiest book has zero mention of Jerusalem. That's their holiest book. And yet they jump up and down like it's it's ours. And we the only reason that they have any connection to it is, is they believe and their teachings say that Muhammad tied his horse to uh, there's a big hole in one of the rocks on the Temple Mount. You may remember seeing that. We pointed it out. It's down where all the rocks were thrown down. But anyway, I've pointed okay. that out in the past. Maybe I didn't on the trip you were there. I apologize. If I, I don't usually think of that. But there's a hole right there in one of the rocks that's been carved in. And they claim that is where Muhammad tied his horse before he rode up to the heavens and back. And did mm. this, he rode, you know, this, he rode the supernatural thing of this mm-hmm. horse ride that he took and all. And so that's pretty much it. And because of that, they say, well, that makes it our, our third holy site because Muhammad was there. Other than that, they have no connection to it whatsoever. They never cared about it until God made it important for the nation of Israel. And then suddenly it became important to them. And we have to remember, let's not forget this. Islam did not exist until 600 years after Christ. So it 
They weren't even it, it, they weren't even in existence. That religion wasn't even in, in existence. So for them to claim that somehow they have a right over it from a, a religious standpoint, where the Jews don't, is absurd. When the Jews go back to thousands of years with King David, again, all the evidence we have is over. Right, yeah. we, we look, we have found King David's the remains of his palace. I mean, it's absurdity at the nth degree. But again, I think the thing to point out here is. The whole world's going to turn against Israel, and the world's going to become so blinded in the last days that they're not going to see something so clearly evident. They're just going to reject it. Yeah. And and again, I, you know, I'll mention it now. We'll talk sure. about it more. Yeah. The Bible says in the last days that God will send them, that is the earth, strong delusion. Those who reject the truth, God himself will send at some point strong delusion. And I think this is a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's uh, come back to America for some interesting articles uh the first one pastor mark is from fox news uh james langford a senator from oklahoma slams the current u.s administration's uh memo uh, moving uh to undo religious liberty protections as a disregard for americans well america has always stood as a bastion of religious liberty around the world because we were founded on christianity and the bible and so we've protected that even for those who aren't christians and again, but again, what does the Bible say in the last days? One of the signs of the times is that everyone's going to turn against the Jews. Everyone's going to turn against Christians. And so much to the point where the Antichrist is going to forbid any worship other than of him. So there will be no religious liberty. The spirit of Antichrist is moving us in that direction. And so this article just brings up what's happening. Look, America's the last great holdout. And once we fall in these areas, the rest of the world is doomed uh, in the last days until the Lord comes back. But Senator James Lankford again uh, said on Wednesday that a recent memo from the Health and Human Services Department showed the Biden administration's disregard for the First Amendment rights. His comments came on the same day that Fox News reported that the uh, Health and Human Services effort to rescind the Trump era measures uh, uh, for beefing up religious liberty protections. Now, again, he under oath when he was trying to get approved, he said, I won't touch any of this. I'm going to leave all this alone. We're not going to touch religious liberty. And all that President Trump did was reinforce those religious liberties. They were there. He reinforced them, but they hate everything that he did. And plus, again, there's a spirit behind this against the church. So they're trying to remove our protections, if you will, yeah. as followers of Christ. The memo is correct. I quote, I am an outspoken advocate for religious liberty, uh, and I have a very negative reaction to this administration ignoring the First Amendment and failing to protect Americans of conscience, Lankford said in a statement provided to Fox News. Americans do not support President Biden and his team's absolute lawlessness. Note those words. I'll come back to that. They yeah. don't support his absolute lawlessness. When it comes to upholding Americans' constitutional rights, including our right to freely live our life. Again, what is one of the other signs, Greg, of the last days? Lawlessness will Will abound. abound. Has anyone noticed lawlessness abounding? You know, again, um, you see what's happening in our streets. You see what's happening. It's interesting when they released all these prisoners uh, back during COVID. They said, we're going to let them out. They, They did it for social justice reasons, they said. But we know. But they said they were doing it, Greg, so that... um. Uh, you know, there would be this, not, they wouldn't get sick and die in prison or whatever. Now we're seeing all these riots, all these things burning, murders, rapes, killings all going up. And, and it's these people they let out. Many of them are the ones that are saying these, they were let out, they were in prison. And now they're doing this, these crimes because they let them out. So we should expect if you let all the criminals out, you're going to see murder go up, um, rape go up, looting, crimes go. This is just a result of what happened with our government. Absolute lawlessness in the last days. Lawlessness will abound. So I couldn't agree with that statement more. It is lawless by our current administration, but it's it's a spiritual lawlessness around the world. Langford's comments echoed those of former HHS Office of Civil Rights, Director Roger Severino, who told Fox News that uh, Becerra's actions contradicted commitments that he made to Congress. He committed to Congress, I will not do this. And now he's doing it. Even with that commitment, he barely passed 50 to 49, 50 to 49. Once he got in, I don't care about what I said. I'm doing it. Lawlessness abounds. During his confirmation hearing, Langford pressed him on whether he would continue to uphold conscience protections, conscience, sorry, protections. And then uh, he said he would respect religious freedom and enforce existing laws. In another hearing, he told Langford that the work of the conscience and religious freedom division uh, would not change. Well, now it has. He has shown himself to be a, a liar. And again, what it happens here is you've got this whole thing where lawlessness is abounding, exactly what we expect to see in the last days. 
And the bad news is it's only going to get worse. The good news is it's limited, and Jesus wins, I believe, very soon. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Mark, our next article, even though it's happening here in America, uh, this really uh, can be attributed to also in days corruption. Yeah. Uh, this can also be a great uh, physical, tangible analogy of light versus darkness. Yes. When the light's removed That's and right. darkness is rushes That's in. That's right. This is from Yahoo.com. Mobs of looters target Bay Area retailers. This is in California. Uh, for a third straight day. Now, this is yeah. dated November 22nd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, we've been gone for a week, but nevertheless, this is a relevant story. And there have been more since this. It's very relevant. Greg, this ties right into what we were just talking about. Many of the people doing this are those that were let out of the prisons because supposedly of COVID. Yeah. And again, what do you think is going to happen when you let criminals out? Who's Who's not thinking here? You let them out, there's going to be problems. Also, as you said, Greg, in the last days, darkness will increase. And I think, again, of uh, Matthew, where Jesus said, around the time of his second coming, it'll be like the days of Noah. Noah. And we look back at the days of Noah, and from what we see in the Scripture, it was a day of looting, violence, criminal activity. We are right on target where the Lord said we would be. Uh, The article says, looters targeting the Bay Area businesses struck again Sunday evening with a smash and grab thieves hitting a mall in Hayward, uh, California, and taking merchandise from the Lulamon store in San Jose, uh, according to San Francisco Reports, that's CBS. It was the third day in a row that large mobs of robbers went about retailers in the region, or after them, rather. Hayward police told CBS San Francisco they responded around 5.30 p.m. Sunday to multiple calls from stores in Southland Mall. Now, note this, before I even finish reading this, this is not like some outlying store at nighttime. This no. is in Hayward, the mall at 5.30. And <laughs> Hayward, California is a suburb of San Francisco. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's densely populated it's there. The, and middle yeah. of the day and right in the mall. Yeah. And we're not, again, this is, this yeah. is how bold everything's getting. Yes. Witnesses said a large mob caused a huge disturbance inside the mall with some, with some briefly taking over a jewelry store. Witnesses described some 40 to 50 looters wielding hammers and other tools, looting Sam's jewelers, breaking glass cases, and quickly freeing. The Macy store was also ransacked. Again, exactly what the Bible says to be happening in the last days. And again, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This is going to continue, um, and it's going to gradually get worse and worse until the Lord comes back. Here's the good news on that is I believe we're going to be taken out of here in the rapture before it gets super, super bad. But yeah. this is going to continue, Greg. You know, we've talked about the correlation of the church being birthed with inside the one world government. I mean, Jesus's earthly ministry existed. He fulfilled the the prophetic promises of God from the very beginning of the Bible in the middle of a one world government. That's right. And we believe that, you know, based on everything that we see, that the rapture is going to happen in the midst of a one world government. It's happening now. And my mind goes back to what Jesus told the disciples. I think it was in the garden, maybe as they were arresting him or during in that moments, I can't remember exactly where it is, but he said, this is darkness's hour. That's right. That's right. And we're, we're kind of, I feel like we're heading back into that moment in time right before the fulfillment. That's right. You know, Greg, listen, and one of the, I'm going to actually do a special message here um, the week before Christmas about this kind of a prophetic message on the revived Roman Empire and how that relates to Jesus coming the first time and coming the second time. And one of the issues we're going to talk about, it's very interesting. Probably many people, I hadn't thought about it until I started thinking about Christmas and I started thinking about what's happening in the revived Roman Empire. But it was a worldwide mandate that forced Jesus to Bethlehem. Oh, where he was born. The census. Yeah. A worldwide mandate by the Roman government. Mm. And we're going to have now, we're, in our articles today, we'll be yes. talking about yeah. worldwide mandates, mandates coming out of this yeah. emerging, revived Roman yeah. government. So even as Jesus came at the front end of the first Roman Empire, I believe he's going to come back at the front end of the second Roman Empire. And then once we're gone, he'll deal with that Roman Empire in the Great Tribulation. Wow. So it's Amazing. repeating. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, another article, Pastor Mark, even though it's in America, we can also attribute this to anti-Semitism as well. Uh, this is from Israel365news.com. 26 Democrats urge uh, the president to ban Jews from building homes in the Judea-Samaria area of Israel, yeah. which is their land. So. Again, amazing. Once again, the world, Zechariah chapter 12, turning against Israel in the last days. A group of 26 Democrats, and probably would, really would have been a lot more, but some are probably worried about coming from areas and states where it's, it's a, a heavily Republican. They're afraid of losing votes. But a group of 26 Democrats 
is calling on U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to act to prevent the advancement, as you said, Greg, of these E1 corridors, called E1 corridor, uh, between Jerusalem and Ma'al Adumim. First of all, let me just say this. It's none of your business. It is none of our business whether or not Israel, in their own sovereign nation, builds homes. This just shows the arrogance, arrogance. Of, of these leaders. The letter led by Representative Mark Pokin, and again, Pokin his nose in places that shouldn't be, out of Wisconsin, <laughs> who recently visited Israel on the J Street-sponsored trip, uh, um, um, expressed immense concern over Israel's plans to improve 3,400 housing units in the E1 region. Does this remind you of Nehemiah a little bit? Mm. Remember, Nehemiah yes. went back, and it says, we... Oh, and here comes know, Sam Ballot and Tobiah. There they were, Sam Ballot and Tobiah, you know, and, and, and Geshev the Arab, <laughs> and they were saying, we're, we hate this, and who do you think you are rebuilding this city and all that? Yeah. It's the same spirit... It's the spirit of, of Satan. It's the spirit of Antichrist. It's happening all over. It just continues until the Lord comes back. And I quote, the recent efforts by the Israeli government to advance the approval to build 3,400 housing units in the highly sensitive area known as the E1 pose an irreconcilable challenge to a lasting peace solution between Israel and the Palestinians, said the letter. Nonsense. This is the land that God gave to the nation of Israel, that God gave to the Jews, that God said in the last days, I'm bringing the Jews back, and they're going to live there. It's none of our business. It's none of anyone else's business. It's certainly not Satan's business. But he's he and this other representative, like I said, they're poking their nose right in the middle of it. They don't belong there. But I'm, I'm so glad to know that God is going to protect Israel, whether they build those housing units or not. He's going to save those he's going to save here in the last days. He's going to raise up the 144,000. Everybody's going to be taken care of. And, and it's just when you watch it, again, you just want to, you, you, your head wants to explode. Yeah. If, and, and you said it before the show started, if it wasn't for Jesus and knowing the end of this whole thing, we would all be going nuts. nuts and I want yeah. to encourage our listeners, especially as we cover all these news stories, the Lord is in control. And, and I'll remind you again, it's not falling apart. It's falling to in place. Yes. Everything's coming together. We're right on target. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. And continue to pray for Israel and the church. And also, to be encouraged, uh, what Scripture tells us about Israel and the land, uh, I think of Isaiah 11.11. Uh, Amos 9.15 really, I think, really kind of hits it, where it says that once God brings the Jews back in the land that second time. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. No, they're staying there. So They'll be persecuted. It, yeah, which they have been. And they will be again by the Antichrist. Millions will be put to death. Since 1948. But they're staying there. Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. Absolutely. They're staying there. All right. Let's get into some one world government news in our first half here of Signs of the Times. Uh, this is from the New York Times. Uh, glad they could contribute to the program today. Yes. The uh, World Health Organization members are agreeing to begin talks on a global pandemic treaty. Wow. This is, wow, wow, this wow. is, now we, we talked about this, I think, last year. There was some stirrings about it, some talks about it that we need to have this. Yeah. And now they're really coming to the table in earnest. And now let's, let's start putting some meat on the bone. Yes. And uh, Greg, this is whole part of that delusion. There's a political and spiritual side. We'll talk about it in this, but this is, um, again, the world coming together. We talked about the revived Roman Empire and the world mandate by the Herod at that time, the leader. Uh, we, we have now the, uh, a revived Roman Empire beginning. It's being led out of Europe wanting to do this. Uh, the WHO organization and uh, the, World, the World Health Organization member states on Wednesday took the first step. Now, do they live in Whoville? But again, we talked about that. This is Didn't where... I'm sure Horton is listening because I'm not. I'm glad Horton hears a who. I have no. I have. I don't want to hear Sorry. about it. That was Horton. just too easy. Yeah, it was easy. But I, we're, you know, again, I'm thinking about. There's yeah. got to be somebody looking at the Grinch and the Who's on this. And the the problem is yes. the Who's were the good guys. Now I've got the Grinch over here. I don't know if our listeners noticed the Grinch on my uh, on my credenza over here when my camera's on. It, can, can they see um, it from the camera? Yeah, I think they can. can. They really? Yeah, I think they can. Yeah. Well, again, and that's really what the world is right now is a gigantic Grinch and the Who's. Yes. They were the ones that were being taken advantage of. But again, th- this is a Who that is not a good Who. Um, and so the, they took the first step toward many government, uh, toward what many governments notice this, what many governments hope will be a legally binding treaty aimed at strengthening global defenses against the pandemics. Now, here's what gets me. Look at the wording. Global defenses against the pandemics with an S. Now, I want to bring this up. Yeah. Pandemics happen every so many hundred years or whatever. The last one we had was 1907 Spanish flu. Then we had one here just recently. Uh, again, if you want to, you know, pan it, what you want to call it or whatever it is, um, you know, um, many people, you know, call it plandemic. It's, start, it's starting to look that way in this wording. 
Because if we're to follow what history shows, we should have well over 100 years before another one comes yeah. down the pike, right? Yeah. And instead, Greg, they're already planning for one like it's going to happen tomorrow, and they're treating this Omicron like it is. Yeah. And, we're, well, we're going to talk about that in the second half, where, you know, the old adage is true about the government. If you think the problems we created are bad, just wait until you see our solutions. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that in detail in the second half. Absolutely. Yeah. It says a rare special session of the Who's governing body. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just see it at the table. I can't, yeah. Cutting that Who hash. Yes. Having the Who hash and the Who roast beef. You can't have roast beef. They're getting rid of that, right? Uh, they're getting rid of beef. And, well, it's and, all vegan and, now. So. And, and, and getting rid of, of pigs, so yes. there'll be a hamdemic. Yes, a hamdemic. Oh, remove my. All the pigs. That's very good. It is. Anyway, the Who's governing body agreed to set up an intergovernmental negotiating body that is to meet no later than March to begin negotiating an international agreement intended to ensure a more coherent and equitable response to future pandemics? Guys, we should have over 100 years. Is somebody planning something we should know about? The WHO Director General, Dr. Tedros Ahanam Ghebreyesus, a strong advocate for the legal binding treaty, held the decision as historic, calling it, and I quote, a once-in-a-generation opportunity. Now, remember that. Listen to that. I'll finish with that here in just a second. To strengthen the global health architecture to protect and promote the well-being of all people. The decision marked only the beginning of what promises to be an arduous negotiation to try to achieve consensus among the WHO's 194 member countries. The agreement calls for negotiators to deliver the result of their deliberations in May 2024. Now, this I want to get back to the once-in-a-generation opportunity. This is what's happening. The enemy has been trying to take over the world for a long time. He tried it with Hitler. He wasn't able to do it. He tried it with... He, there have been several... And that was tried through brute force. Absolutely. Just brute force. Absolutely. Yes. He's looking for opportunities... He sees an opportunity. We have a very, a very weak president, a very weak nation. We have a world that's compliant. Very divided nation. A, yes, yeah. and a world that is compliant to this whole move of the Antichrist, this whole satanic spirit that's working right now worldwide. Greg, this is that once they're going to move rapidly. You watch with, with three years to go before the next election. I've been saying it. And especially, I think, in the next year before this next election, you're going to see some radical pushes, I think, over and above what we've already seen to get these kind of things pushed through because their fear is this is our moment. This is a once in a generation opportunity. We have a window of opportunity where all the world's in agreement. Uh, the president of the most powerful nation in the world, uh, you know, is now in agreement. Let's move now. And so, again, I think you're going to see uh, some dramatic things taking place. As we work toward this one world government, one world religion, uh, the mark of the beast, which, again, we'll get into more next week as we look at the mandates and what's going on. I think it's leading toward that mark of the beast, if you will. And um, so these are very, very exciting times. And there is a big move of the spirit, but not God's spirit in the world today. But the Lord is in control. And that's the thing we always want to bring it back to. He's in control. But this is we're watching the Bible take place before our very eyes. Let's tag this last article, Pastor Mark, while we've got just a minute left here. This is from uh, uh, Breitbart.com. Chinification of Europe. EU president hints at block-wide vaccine mandate. Yeah, let me read. This is part of one world government. Yes, and again, the European Commission, this is where this world government is going to come out of. President Ursula von der Leyen has called for discussions regarding the implementation. Notice this of forced vaccination throughout the entire European Union called the Chinification of Europe. Again, everyone's agreeing to this. If you allow the state to dictate, others are saying you can't do this. If we allow it, you're going to lose all rights around the world. Uh, People see it coming. Greg, that's exactly what's going to happen. The world's going in line with this forced mandate. And I believe, as I said a moment ago, even as there was a forced worldwide mandate that brought in Jesus Christ the first time, I believe you're going to see worldwide mandates, if you will, forcing in the second coming of Jesus Christ as Satan, through the Antichrist, begins to take over the world for his last opportunity and push to be God and to rule the earth as God. But again, we know he will be destroyed, it will be short-lived, and Jesus will sit on the throne in Jerusalem, ruling and reigning with us forever. I think if we can look at what prophecy says that the Antichrist will cause both small and great to take the mark, and everyone will have to do it. I think leading up to that point, I don't know how successful this will be on a global scale, but it's certainly setting the stage for that event to happen through this one world leader. Absolutely. All right, we are going to get into pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Some of you might call it COVID-19. We'll just call it part of the signs of the times as our show continues right here on WIAM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
WIAMLP 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Hey, I'm Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. Alex DeBall went to his father with an idea. He thought he could use plastic bags to make totes. His father was skeptical, but Alex persisted and founded a New York bag. It's spelled any bag. New Yorkers use 23 billion single-use plastic bags annually before the state banned them in 2020. Typical bags are used for an average of 12 minutes, then thrown away. Only 10% are recycled. Any bag's mission is to close the loop on plastic waste by transforming one man's trash into another man's treasure. Bags are separated by size, fused with a heat sealer and cut in strips. They're woven on a hand loom in the oldest remaining leather factory in New York City. It's time-consuming, so each unique tote is considered a luxury item. It takes about 95 plastic bags to make one tote. Alex partnered with elementary schools and fashion retailers to collect thousands of pounds of plastic to make his bags. Plastic bags are one of the most common forms of trash littered throughout the world. Countries are beginning to ban them. Alex saw a need, persevered, and worked diligently to perfect his product. Ten percent of his proceeds go to the New York City Parks Department so his children and others will have a clean place to play. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. Alex used plastic trash to make a crazy money story. Now, if your use of plastic has you stuck with credit card debt, I recommend Christian Credit Counselors. They'll create a debt management plan just for you. For more information, call the Crown Helpline at 800-722-1976 or visit online at crown.org slash ccc. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. I do like to hear what is on the heart of the people, the prayer requests, the things that are going on, and the comments. But I'm telling you, if it's a complaint, it just bums me out. I mean, it's one thing to see a need in a congregation. It really is. It's great you have eyes to see it. I don't like this, or I really wish we could have done it. It's a wonderful way. You're actually halfway there in ministry. You know that. To be able to see that, you're halfway there. And that halfway is a point of decision. Will you just be a murmur and a complainer, or will you do something about it? And you go, wait a minute, Ed, my complaint was doing something about it. What more do you want? Well, I say, then why don't you do something about it? Why don't you step up? You can learn more at edtaylor.org. Grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus by visiting edtaylor.org. This has been A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news. These are the Signs of the Times for Friday, December 3rd, 2021, episode 193, that you could be podcasting by Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher. Either way that you're getting our program, we appreciate you taking the time with us. So we can go over the articles and go over the Word of God and see how they all line up together to tell us that we are living in the latter days. All right, uh, let's get into some pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. That's the smorgasbord of yuck. And uh, center on the table at the um, the meat carver's table, so to speak, the most important of uh, the uh, buffet line is COVID-19, which we, we kind of had an inkling about this when it first came on the scene, and how it came on the scene back there in the beginning of 2020. It's coming right? up on two years. Right around two years, yeah. It, it, it felt odd. It felt weird. Yep. Um, like, why haven't we developed a vaccine based on the virus itself? Right. Uh, you know, there's lots of questions Absolutely. here. But one, one thing's for certain. We've never seen, since we've been following Bible prophecy, at least this show's been in existence since... 2007, we've been on the air with Signs of the Times, we've never seen a single catalyst that has affected so many end-time prophetic events that the Bible told us would be happening in the latter days as we have 
with COVID-19. You're right. You're right. used to be climate. Now it's really COVID has taken over. Yeah. And Pastor Mark alluded to this in the first half of the program. He'll get into this more in detail, what the Bible talks about in terms of deception in the last days. This is from theblaze.com. Experts are befuddled by a quote-unquote mysterious fact that Africa is less than 6% vaccinated but has avoided a COVID disaster unlike the Euro- unlike Europe and the U.S. Yeah, amazing. Let's read some of this, and then we're going to talk for a while about this. It says, what is going on in Africa? Question mark. <laughs> the question has so-called medical experts scratching their heads as they examine the COVID-19 data coming out of the continent. Now, I can't imagine why they're scratching their head. I'll get to that in a moment. But according to the report Friday from the Associated Press, while less than 6% of the people of Africa are vaccinated, the nations on the continent are seeing fewer cases and deaths than the West and pretty much the rest of the world. Um, that's from the uh, New York Times. When the coronavirus first reared its head in early last year, experts around the world worried that the pandemic would kill millions of people in a sweep across Africa, the AP said, again, because of all their disadvantages there health-wise. But the fear has not yet come to pass. Though scientists warned that it is difficult to get accurate COVID information in African countries, they did note that the COVID case trends are continuing to decline. For example, Zimbabwe last week, only 33 new cases and zero deaths reported. The, the, the WHO organi- uh, World Health Organization data revealed that COVID infections in the country have been dropping since July. The AP offered a story of what the Zimbabweans have been experiencing. And I quote, COVID-19 is gone, they said. When did you last hear of anyone who died of COVID-19 here? Uh, Nudow said. The mask? Eh, it protects my pocket. Yet the police demand bribes, so I lose money if I don't wear it. Wow. End quote. One health expert called what's going on in Africa mysterious. Now, I'm going to just blow a hole in that in a moment. It's just shocking they would say that. This is the thing that gets me, Greg, before we talk for a moment about this. Whatever's happening in Africa is preventing serious losses of life from the virus. According to the AP, whose data show that COVID deaths in Africa make up a mere 3 percent of the global total of covid deaths while death in north and south america is 46 percent and europe is 29 percent so why is it that there's no real covid at all in southern south africa and why is it all over the rest of the world it's interesting uh, we have a missionary that we support that's in South Africa. He's been there over 20-some years, uh, done a great work there. In um, South Africa, or is it in... Uh... Well, he's talking about Africa. Yeah, he's oh. actually he, yeah, he, yeah, he's actually in uh, is it Nairobi. Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah, yeah Kenya, yeah. yeah. But he's talking about, the from, his, from going over there, he's gotcha. talking about Africa. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway, he said the, the reason they don't have it is, it, this is interesting, and this is why I say I can't believe these experts are, 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 are befuddled by this, Greg, because if you understand what's really going on, and you're not afraid to say it, it's very clear. Why does Africa not have a problem with COVID? Africa has a problem with parasites, especially in the poverty-stricken areas. So because of that, there's a very common medication that they take, he said, on a weekly basis, and it's called ivermectin. They've been taking it for many years, because they have parasite issues in Africa. Uh, missionaries take it. Others take it. And now they're saying, why isn't anyone in Africa getting COVID? Why is everyone immune to COVID in Africa for the most part? The reason is the ivermectin. Now we know that ivermectin is a very effective medication to combat and stop the COVID virus. But because there are political and spiritual issues involved, which we'll speak more of in a moment, of course, it's being ignored and even banned in some areas. Now, it's legal here, and it's actually uh, one of the medicines now listed on uh, the CDC's website. They actually say that ivermectin is effective, and you can use it. A lot of people don't know that. I have a copy from the CDC's webpage so that if people say, you know, where is that, I can show them. Um, and you can ask your doctor for it. It's, again, this is all above board, and, and, and it's a very effective COVID-stopping treatment. The problem is... They're, they're taking it on a regular basis in Africa, and the people aren't getting sick. Well, the medical officials here know that, but they won't admit it. Now, Greg, why won't they admit it? There are three reasons, political, financial, and spiritual. First of all, politically, that can't be brought up because that would mean that, again, the political agenda that's being pushed by the whole COVID thing worldwide, and there's a huge political agenda being pushed, 
um, it kind of negates the political agenda. We don't need shots, and we don't need all these things we're doing if we would just give the people ivermectin. Not hard, very simple. We see the evidence in Africa and other places, but it doesn't fit the political agenda, so it has to be squelched and pushed out. Now we move into the financial aspect. Why is it financial? There are people invested, and many in our Congress and Senate, in the vaccines. That are highly invested in the vaccines. Billions and billions of dollars. If we don't need those vaccines, guess who loses all of their investment? All these people that are investing, which means many of our national leaders. So it doesn't fit politically. It doesn't fit financially. But let me go now to the signs of the Times main focus, and that is the spiritual aspect. I have no doubt in my mind This particular thing is being used spiritually by the enemy to bring the world to the brink of this world leader out of Europe and what we call the mark of the beast. Uh, Some of the other articles will get into that as far as showing this need for all these, again, the whole vaccines and leading to the mark. It is not the mark of the beast. But what's interesting about this, Greg, is it shows us, number one, ivermectin could stop COVID in its tracks. And I believe it would stop all the variants in its tracks. That's what the science is showing. That's what the world is seeing with Africa. But the problem is, is again, financial, political, and spiritual, that can't be allowed. Now, this also brings explanation to why our president just put a slap on travel restrictions until they get the vaccines in Africa. You think, why would you put travel bans on Africa when they only have 3% of the world's COVID cases? And Greg, get this, at that point when he put the ban, I think they had 100 cases of Omicron. You're talking about something that doesn't even show up on a statistical chart, okay? And yet he put a ban on six countries there. Why? Political and financial and spiritual. Number one, political. It doesn't look good for this whole political plan to make the world go along and to do away with things we know stop COVID. Financial. It doesn't go good with, we need more shots, produce more, the the finances, the investments in the stocks, you won't get your income. And number three, the spiritual, the whole world has to be tied together in doing something in unification so the whole world is forced or mandated to some point, take the mark of the beast. So you see all these elements right now are playing into what's going on in Africa. For those whose eyes are open, for those who have understanding, this is so easy to see and understand. But for those who don't, they're going right along with this mass mindset of just do what you're told, don't ask questions. There seems to be a total lack of reasoning, individual thinking and reasoning. I would want to stop if I was a, you would think the doctors would go, let's look at Africa. What's different about them than the rest of the world? Well, one of the main things that would jump out is they are across the board in major regions of Africa, all taking ivermectin because of parasites. Well, since we do have some science that show that ivermectin is successful, hey, world, we have an announcement. It looks like that if the rest of the world does what Africa's doing and we simply make ivermectin very easy and accessible, we pretty much are done with this whole issue. But again, it doesn't fit the political, it doesn't forget it doesn't fit the financial, and it definitely does not forget uh forget permit um the spiritual of getting the world on board where we all have to go along as one to do this thing that Greg will eventually lead to, I believe, the mark of the beast. And again, now we see these old vaccine passports. At some point, that's going to be undoable, which means you're going to need something on the body, something that everyone has, whether it's vaccines, whether it's whatever. And remember, you can't buy or sell without the mark. I shared with our listeners two weeks ago that we had another missionary come from Romania and said that right now in Romania, the whole nation, you cannot buy or sell unless you get the vaccine. Unless you pay a $65 fee for three days at a pop to go shopping. They know the people don't have the money to do that. So in essence, you are mandated in Romania. We see now they have COVID camps in Australia. I shared with you the article right before that three teenagers escaped, it said the article, the headline, from a COVID camp. And they caught them in time. They don't think there's any damage of spreading COVID because they have COVID camps? Yeah, they're putting people that have COVID in certain areas to keep them from infecting others. And in Austria, they're now mandating the vaccine again, uh, or or not again, but uh, mandating the vaccine um, or locking up basically those that are unvaccinated. 
Greg, this is a part of the spirit of the age, political, financial, spiritual, and it's spreading like wildfire. That's why, as you said at the beginning of this article and the beginning of this segment, right now what has happened is this pandemic, this COVID-19 thing, is the number one prophetic thing on the signs of the times radar. It is absolutely there. And I just want to throw this in for those that might be wondering or listening out there. I've never been one to say stay away from vaccines. I, I did, we all grew up with them. My kids had them. I've never even looked at vaccines that much. I just trusted what the doctor said and did what they told me to do. But when this thing came along that was manufactured in a lab and is a new thing we've never done in world history, and then we began to see some of the consequences and side effects, and now, Greg, what I'm seeing is a total lack of reason and thinking skills pertain to what's going on, and they're really an ignoring of the science. Although they speak science, 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 they're ignoring it. That's when I realized we have something that is spiritual going on. Or Yes, there's the financial. Yes, there's the political. I see man's side of this. But the largest part of this is spiritual, and it's working the world, I believe, toward one world government, one world leadership, and eventually a mark that everyone will take that will not only cover vaccines, but probably some other issues around the world coming to a world near you, led by the Antichrist out of Europe. Speaking of the vaccine, Pastor Mark, 30,000 COVID vaccine deaths are recorded in a European database, according to WND.com. Yes, and again, um, 30,000, again, this is something that should be shocking to us. You say this is in Europe. Listen to this. Um, In the United States, Greg, we almost have 20,000 reported deaths from the vaccine. Okay, that's reported. 20,000 reported in America almost. It's 19-something, coming up on 20. And now we have a total of 30,551 fatalities reported now in Europe with 1.1 million adverse effects. In America, we now have over 2 million reported adverse effects. Now, let me give you the science and the stats for those listening. We'll have these articles on our website. This is from the CDC of America and the CDC of Europe. Okay, so these are official stats. This is not just talking. Um, and these are reported through, we call it VAERS here. I don't know if they call they it the call same it thing. They call it same thing. Do they? Okay, same thing. It's just where you report any adverse effects. And Greg, any, with, with any other vaccine in history, if you had any, just a slight amount of deaths, they shut it down immediately. What's interesting about this is we now have reported deaths of coming up on 20,000 from the shot in America and 30,000 from the shot in, in Europe. And that doesn't include the, over three three million, some combined, of adverse re, uh, reactions to it, and yet nobody's shutting it down. Why? Because political, financial, and most of all, spiritual. The European Medicines Agency cites these figures through November 13th, reports regarding Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines. The U.S. reporting site of the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS, reports here, I says 18, now we're up to 19,000, something is, I think it's getting closer to 20,000 now, and 1.7 million adverse effects. I now know that's up to over 2 million from the recent numbers I've seen. HHS also notes that VAERS is a passive system of reporting. Everybody listen to this. That is, it receives reports from only a small fraction of the actual events. What that means is, if that is accurate, which is what is concerning, it means the numbers of deaths in America and and Europe from the shot are way higher than are being reported. The website OpenVAERS, which compiles the summaries of the data on VAERS, points to analysis known as the Lazarus Report, which concluded VAERS represented only 1% of vaccine injuries. Check that out, 1%. Again, you guys at home do the math. The World Health Organization also has a database that compiles adverse drug reactions called VigiAccess, and here it is. It has recorded more than 2.5 million, which has gone up since this report, adverse effects in America from COVID-19 vaccines. Now... Deaths, adverse effects. Why is this not being talked about? Why is everyone so silent? This isn't some conspiracy theory. This isn't some obscure websites. This is VAERS from the CDC and the VAERS of Europe. I mean, this is like everybody should be going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's all have a big rational discussion here. We should all be saying, put the brakes on, stop the mandates, hold back on the shots, only less than worldwide we have less than one percent of people dying when they get covid so if we have 99 percent surviving statistically worldwide and we have 
over 50,000 reported deaths from the shots so far. Maybe we should go, wait a minute, the shots are worse than COVID. Let's just all talk and at least have a reasonable moment and conversation. But Greg, even that right there, people will be jumping up and down, pulling their hair out, screaming at the radio. Certain people have heard me saying this because it is political, it is financial, and it is spiritual. It's a trifecta, if you will, of what's going on here. And yet we're not using reason. There's the ability to reason and logic is gone. And now I pull in, Greg, what we talked about earlier at the show I wanted to mention. The Lord said in the last days, as the world rejects God and turns away, that God himself will send strong delusion on the world. I'm not saying we're fully in that or this is even totally that, but I believe we're seeing the headwinds of strong delusion, maybe even the Lord himself. Because, Greg, this is not reasonable. It's not logical. No one's thinking. No one's talking. No one's bringing, I will say no one's bringing this up. Some people are. But this should be being discussed by the nation and the world right now very openly. We're also seeing the effects of 1 John 5.19. Uh, for those that are not in Christ Jesus, they're under the sway or the influence of the enemy. That's exactly And so we're, we're, we're seeing that play out on a global scale. And, and again, right. anytime you see these things happen on a global scale, it, it it's prophetic. Yeah. It's in days prophecy. You're right. And that's so. the thing, Greg. This is the biggest signs of the times. Oh. This is the spirit of Antichrist. Huge. Spirit and of who Antichrist. would have known? The Lord said in the last yeah. days, you'll see yeah. pestilences. Yep. Yeah. And he said that'll be used to bring the world together for this final thing. It's happening. And and before the Antichrist shows up, don't be looking for the Antichrist right now. Be looking for the formation That's of right. a one world government. Yep, yep. Because because the Bible says is that he's going to come on the scene after the establishment of the one world government and take it over. Yeah. He's not going to yeah. come up with the idea of it. The the spirit well, the spirit he's doing that through the spirit of Antichrist. Absolutely. But as the person we know as the Antichrist, the one world leader, not yet. Okay, CNN reporting uh in Austria, nationwide vaccine mandate announced and lockdown reimposed. Uh, Pastor Mark, this article is dated November 19th, so maybe you have updated infos on that as well. Yeah, well, again, let's just read some of it. Austria, yeah. going back, you said, into a national lockdown, plans to become the first country in Europe to make COVID-19 vaccines mandatory for all eligible people. The nation's coronavirus, as it deepens their, their, their concerns. Now, again, I don't think it's all official yet. They're, they're implementing it, but I don't know that it's fully underway yet. Under those measures, which came into force November 15th, uh, so, I mean, they haven't implemented already this part we're talking about, but I don't know if it's a total lockdown at all yet. The unvaccinated were ordered to stay home except for a few limited reasons. The rules policed uh, by officers carrying out spot checks on those who are out and about. Once the national lockdown is lifted, lockdown measures will remain in place for un, uh, unvaccinated Austria. Okay, here's what it is. That's it, Hitler's Germany. It is wow. Yes, it is already fully implemented. What they're saying is, and here's our, what I remember reading the article, they're saying that they may lift it. That's why, so it's not like permanent yet. Okay. Right now, this is in place. And you're right, Greg, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Germany. Yeah. Adding that everyone needed to be done, uh, needed to do this to avoid a fifth wave. Once it goes into effect in February, Austria's COVID-19 vaccination mandate will be the most stringent measure to control the coronavirus yet throughout Europe. And again, this is all part of getting the world ready for this one world government, this dictatorship, and this mark of the beast. It is astounding. We're watching the Bible take place before our very eyes. Wake up, church! Uh, in the uh, aspect of lack of critical thinking and waking up, uh, here's a good article from The Blaze. COVID-19 is currently surging in the most vaccinated states. Wow. And the least vaccinated states are seeing cases drop. And this is, uh, and you'll read the article, this is according to New York Times tracking data. Yeah, and Greg, if this isn't a wake-up call, what is? Let's pay attention, folks. Listen to this. The puzzling revelation comes at a time when the Biden administration, in the article says, is urging all Americans over age 50 to receive booster shots of the vaccine. The seven most vaccinated states in the country. Vermont, Rhode Island, Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey have been hit the hardest over the past two weeks, according to the New York Times tracking data. In five of the seven states, both cases and hospitalizations are up by double digits, and yet they're the most vaccinated. Let's wake up. What's going on here? The only two outliers are Vermont and Maine. And in those states, while the cases are down over the last 14 days, hospitalizations are up 24% and 19 respectively. The inverse, the opposite is true, in other words, in the least vaccinated states. Why? Human immunity. I'll I'll get to that in just a moment. According to the Times data, each of the seven states with the lowest vaccination rates, West Virginia, Idaho, Wyoming, Alabama, Mississippi, North Dakota, and Louisiana are reporting significant declines in the number of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations over the last 14 days. 
uh, though if that were true, it would indicate the uh, if that were true, it would indicate the vaccine is relatively ineffective in stopping the spread of the virus and bringing down the number of hospitalizations, both of which have been touted as reasons to get the vaccine by public health es- experts. Real briefly, because we have I know another article to get to. Just Here, one more. Here's the bottom line: what we're seeing is. Where there are more vaccines, there are more infections. Where there are more vaccines, there are more hospitalizations. What in the world is going on? Are they not effective? Yes, initially. But the effectiveness wears off quickly. And here's the problem. The human natural immune system is way stronger and way way better. And the science is proving that all across the world. Because what happens is you build up T cells and you build up immunities, not just to the virus once you've had it, but, but to the, the variants. variants. And the problem with the vaccine, they're saying, is, and again, some immunologists are bringing this out now, they're concerned. We talked about Dr. Ablitz Van Geert, yeah. we talked about yeah. before. The problem is, Greg, it blocks the main vaccine, it blocks the main uh, uh, illness they're trying to get. But when it does that, it reduces the effectiveness of what they call the the uh, free radicals, which they kind of they don't have any necessary virus they're ready. They just kind of stand there and watch for any coming down. And when something comes through that they don't know, they all attack it. Okay, so that could be any variant. They just attack it, right? Whereas if you give the the shots, they only do the very thing you've told them to do. That one specific strain. And when you give that one specific strain, it weakens the other strains around it, which means the variants have a better chance of getting you sick. So what we're surviving. Yes. So what we're seeing is the larger populations getting the shot for the specific are now having worse problems with the variant that this recent variant that just came to America, Omicron, it was brought in. Now they nailed it down to one guy, if that's true or not, I don't know, in California who had been double vaccinated. And what uh, Dr. Um, uh, McDermott said on Fox News last night is he said we can now show medically that. This Omicron is a result. It is an absolute result of the vaccines. The vaccines created this variant because the virus said, "Uh oh, we can't get in through 19. We're going to we're going to move over here and become Omicron. And he said, if the if we'd never given the shots, Omicron wouldn't exist. It is actually a direct result of the shot. And his concern and some others is because of the mutations, we're going to be creating more variants. And because there won't be the natural immunity because everybody's had all these shots it's going to have a worse impact in the long run. So let's stay tuned. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark, our last article is fortunately good news. Yes, we need good news. <laughs> this is from ChristianHeadlines.com. Uh, uh, the Indianapolis Colts football coach recites in Christ alone to encourage others to find the power that you need in Jesus. I love it. Three decades after quoting the popular Christian song in Christ alone during a postgame press conference, Indianapolis head coach Frank Reich stood at the podium Sunday and recited again, saying he wanted to encourage those who are struggling in life. He referenced a song after the team's 41-15 to upset over Buffalo, a win that improved the Colts 6-5 and boosted, boosted their playoff hopes in the, six, in the six games remaining. He quoted the song during the postgame press conference, I love it, in 1993 when he played quarterback for Buffalo and led the Bills to a historic 41-38 comeback victory over Houston, and it remains the largest comeback in NFL history. On Sunday, he said he rarely discusses his fate during press conferences, but wanted yeah. to offer a word of encouragement, and I quote, to anyone out there who's in the midst of a struggle. He said uh, he had a few friends in mind, and I quote, I want to give a personal account to where I found my strength for the journey, Uh, and of course, that is the Lord. He also noted that the Colts team is embracing the metaphor of climbing Mount Everest to parallel our quest to make it to the top, and he wants to, again, give God all the glory. So, again, you know, you love to see this uh, when these guys make a stand, and they just say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to be afraid of the Lord, and I just want to say, be praying for the Colts coach, even if you're not a Colts fan, uh, be praying for them. He's making a stand for Christ in an environment that's not very friendly to that. And, uh, you know, the Lord said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. So he's, he's done gonna, that. He's going to be confessed before his Father in heaven. And you know what? As we end today, I want to say that to our listeners. If you will confess Christ on the earth, he will confess you in heaven. Don't be afraid of your faith. Be bold of Jesus Christ. Speak up about your faith. And if you don't know the Lord, why not today? What's keeping you from giving your life to the one who died for you on the cross, spilled his blood for you, that you could be born again and have heaven? And I'll tell you what, the stuff we're talking about on here, Greg, if you don't want heaven and you don't want some type of escape from what's coming upon the world, you're not alive or you're not paying attention. Mm. But we have hope in Jesus Christ. And again, I know we had a lot of heavy things we talked about yeah. today, but I just want to say this. Our hope is in Jesus. The world is not falling apart. It's falling in place. And Jesus will be coming back soon for his church. Uh, so church, keep looking up. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Be watching for your Savior. And stay tuned into Signs of the Times. And we'll keep you up to what's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Pastor Mark, thank you. We thank the Lord for his sovereignty and his great character that loves us deeply. And we hope that you can uh, uh, find the Lord, as Pastor Mark encouraged you, be in church this weekend with your brothers and sisters and be encouraged and be strengthened by the power of his word and the power of his Holy Spirit. We hope to see you back here next Friday at 1.30 when we continue to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today are pointing to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Your best Christmas memories and the warmth of the season just can't compare to the memory God must have. His Son created a reason to celebrate giving, brought life to mankind, was introduced by angels. More than a Merry Christmas. WIAM 101.1 FM. The Way. Little home.